a desert planet with twin suns. Why do I sense we've picked up another pathetic life form? Use my knowledge. Much to learn, you still have. Welcome back to Twin Sun Talks, folks. I'm your host, Jonah Liu. Thank you so much for listening. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, Before I get into it, I just want to give a big birthday shout out to my brother, Jeb. Uh, He has been on this podcast more than any other guest. He is the only person to host an episode other than me. And he's our only person to achieve the rank of master thus far. So happy birthday, buddy. Uh, Glad you were born. That being said, I'm doing this episode uh, in his honor by profiling his favorite Jedi, Plo Koon, uh, which is a Jedi that I don't think many people know about. If you haven't watched The Clone Wars, you've probably seen him, you'd probably recognize him, but uh, you wouldn't necessarily know much about him, so I'm excited to get to share that with y'all. Um, yeah, without further ado, let's dive into ARC Trooper training. Gentlemen, who wants to be an ARC Trooper? I do, sir! Alright, so starting out with a brief bio for Plo Koon. His homeworld was the world of Doran. His species was Keldor. If you want to learn a little bit more about Keldor, then you can go back to my most recent uh, species profile where I went over Keldor and Nautilans and a bunch of other uh, species. Uh, Not too in-depth, but still, uh, we went into a, a good amount of detail and that episode was, let me check real fast so I know for sure, it was the Alien Species Profile Volume 5, and if you go back and um, find, uh, or just search it up on YouTube, uh, just look up Twin Sun Talks Alien Species Profile, it should pop up. It's going to be episode 71. Uh, so go and check that out if you want to learn a little bit more about Keldor. Uh, but Plokin's Master is a Jedi named Ty Voka who is a Wookiee Jedi Master, who's pretty cool. Um, kind of a unique thing. There weren't many Wookiees that were indoctrinated into the Order. His apprentice was a young human woman named Bolter Swan, who was one of the few Jedi survivors of the first Battle of Geonosis, and his lightsaber color was blue. Now, as usual, I'm going to be going through a brief timeline, uh, followed by some interesting facts about Plo. So... Before the events of The Phantom Menace, uh, Plo Koon discovered Ahsoka Tano on the planet Shili, which is the homeworld of the Togruta, and he brought her back to the Jedi Temple to be trained. Uh, as most of y'all will know, Ahsoka Tano is Anakin Skywalker's apprentice uh, during the Clone Wars era. In The Phantom Menace, Plo Koon served on the Jedi Council as a master, and he was present when Anakin Skywalker was brought before the Council for the first time, and if you're not familiar with Plo Koon, he's the one that sits directly left of Mace Windu. So Mace Windu is between Yoda and uh, Plo Koon. Plo Koon has orange skin, and he wears kind of this weird mask, um, and uh, he kind of has, like, these uh, kind of pointy fingers that he uh, keeps pressed together in, like, contemplative thought. And uh, I'll go more in-depth about why he wears the mask here in a bit, Um, but that's that's who Plo is. Um, he doesn't have any speaking parts, but he's always very prominently featured in most of the council shots. In Attack of the Clones, uh, Plo was a part of Mace Windu's Jedi strike team who went to Geonosis uh, to rescue Anakin Skywalker, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Padme Amidala, 
And ultimately, their main goal was to arrest Count Dooku and end the secessionist crisis. And he was one of the uh, 30, give or take, Jedi to survive out of the 212 that went to the conflict in the first place. So there were very heavy casualties during that battle. In the Clone Wars, which is where we get the most Plo Koon content, uh, Plo commanded the 104th Attack Battalion, otherwise known as the Wolf Pack. Uh, his second-in-command was Commander Wolf, uh, and he commanded the likes of Comet, Sinker, and Boost. All really, really cool. They kind of had new decals every time you saw them uh, in the Clone Wars. They started out as this kind of maroon, kind of rusty brown color. Then they changed to gray, and then uh, they kind of just evolved from there. Uh, Plo Koon was very instrumental in the Malevolence Crisis. Now, the Malevolence was a battleship that was armed with two massive ion cannons, which would essentially render battleships useless after they got caught in the, the beam of the weapon. So it was kind of like a giant EMP almost, where if they got shot by it, their ships would lose all power and they would just be sitting ducks for the malevolence to come in and then just absolutely obliterate them. So... Plo was influential in taking down the battleship because he was one of the first survivors of its carnage. So the issue that the Republic had um, encountered with this superweapon was that there was no one ever that ever survived to recount the details of it because even if there were escape pods that were jettisoned, uh, the survivors were always scavenged. They, they, they sent out these scavenger droids to, um, to essentially eliminate any possible witnesses to keep their weapon a secret. But Plo uh, was able to vanquish those droids and, um, and survive long enough to, to share the information with the Republic. And uh, it's interesting. When I was going over this, Plo Koon tends to be the guy that comes in and saves the day. He's involved in a lot of rescue operations. Um, for example, the first Battle of Felucia, where Anakin, uh, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka were overrun by Separatist forces. They were being outflanked, and Plo Koon and the Wolfpack came in to save the day. Whenever there was a venator, 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 a Jedi cruiser crash-landed, Admiral Killian's Jedi cruiser crash-landed on the planet Vancor, and Mace Windu and Anakin went to investigate they were caught off guard by a trap set there by Boba Fett. They were trapped within the collapsing bridge of the Jedi cruiser, and R2-D2 had to uh, escape the planet because the bounty hunters were uh, jamming any transmissions off-world, and so he had to actually physically go back to Coruscant and get help, and then Ahsoka Tano and Plo Koon went with the wolf pack to rescue the two Jedi Masters, or Jedi Knight and Jedi Master. He also uh, was part of the rescue task force uh, to Lola Sayu when Anakin, Obi-Wan, and Ahsoka and the Citadel extraction team were in need of uh, rescue whenever their shuttle was destroyed. So the likes of that team included, other than the Jedi that I already mentioned, uh, Captain Rex, Arc Trooper Fives, Commander Cody, and then uh, one of the rescued people was uh, Captain Tarkin. Uh, also, the Kadavo slave processing facility, whenever Anakin, Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, Rex, and the Kuros colonists needed rescuing, Plo Koon was there, uh, and the Wolfpack as well. He 
also rescued AD Gallia from General Grievous. This was during the arc when R2-D2 and C-3PO kind of had their side mission. This was happening in the background. He was present on Felucia whenever Ahsoka Tano was abducted by Trandoshan hunters and helped Anakin uh, manage his emotions through that very stressful time. He talked, or he was tasked with finding Ahsoka whenever she was framed for bombing the temple. He was tasked with that alongside Anakin Skywalker. And in the latter days of the Clone Wars, he discovered the lightsaber of the late Jedi Master Sifo-Dyas on one of the moons of Obadiah. And this is a very interesting arc in the Clone Wars. He's on this very snowy planet, and you get to see the wolf pack in like, these really cool armor sets. Um, and, and it's a really, really awesome time. But he actually finds the the shuttle that Sifo-Dyas crashed in and finds his lightsaber and brings it back to the Jedi Temple. Uh, that's about all that I have from the Clone Wars. Then in Re uh, Revenge of the Sith, Plo Koon is unfortunately executed in the skies of Keda Nemoidia by the clone pilot Jag in accordance with Executive Order 66. Um, now, my brother will say, and this is very similar to what I say about Mace Windu, that uh, Plo probably actually survived that. And an interesting thing is, in the same character encyclopedia that says that Mace Windu is killed by Palpatine after that altercation, the same encyclopedia says that Plo Koon is shot down. It doesn't actually explicitly say that he's dead. So, to that I shrug. Who knows whether or not uh, Plo Koon survived Order 66. Alrighty. So, uh, next up we have some... Um, interesting facts that I found about Plo Koon. So he's a very formidable pilot. He was very renowned as one of the best starship uh, pilots in the Jedi Order alongside the likes of like Anakin Skywalker and CC-10. He was a friend and mentor of Ahsoka Tano, kind of a secondary master almost. Um, kind of like Obi-Wan was where obviously Anakin was her master, but Plo Koon was still able to give her a lot of insight, and they obviously shared a very strong bond since he was the one that found her and brought her to the Jedi Temple when she was very, very young. Uh, he was renowned as a great warrior with a very calm and collected demeanor, and he was a master of Form 5, uh, the Form 5 variant of lightsaber combat called Xi'an. And this is called the Way of the Crate Dragon, otherwise known as the Perseverance Form. And it was... A relatively aggressive form of lightsaber combat is very it focuses on, on a very strong defense paired with a very powerful offense. So it was kind of derived from Sorosu Form 3, which is the defensive form, but then it added in very powerful and decisive counterattacks uh, with its strong defense. And Plo was actually praised by the likes of both Darth Maul and Anakin Skywalker, two of the most arrogant characters in all of Star Wars as one of the greatest swordsmen in the galaxy because he paired Form 5 with Form 4 Ataru, which is Yoda's form, to be effective against both multiple opponents and single opponents by bolstering offensive attacks while still maintaining a strong defense. And he was actually said to have defeated Yoda in a sparring match, and he was one of the only duelists to achieve such a feat. And this is because Yoda Yudas, utilizes... Um, Form 4 Ataru, and essentially Yoda uses the Force to augment and enhance his physical abilities so, such that he was almost like three Jedi 
attacking at once, which was super overwhelming and super favorable for Yoda in most cases. But for the likes of Plo Koon, where he is a master of both Form 4, which is uh, very good against uh, single opponents by kind of overwhelming in that way, but also extremely proficient in Form 5, which is very broad and effective against multiple opponents and very defensive as well, he was able to um, almost counteract that by both anticipating Yoda's attacks because he's very familiar with Form 4 himself, while also being able to uh, hold a very strong defense and counter the moves so that Yoda couldn't break through his defenses and bulldoze him like he's able to do with Masters of Even Form 3, which focuses solely on defense. He's able to kind of counteract that and kind of has this perfect storm of abilities that makes him the perfect foil to Yoda's just unmatched proficiency in lightsaber combat, which is really, really impressive. About the mask that he wore, he wore a special mask to protect his eyes, lungs, and nostrils from the abundant oxygen-rich environments that he would encounter because his home planet of Doran was not very oxygen-rich, and so therefore the Keldor... Um, were adapted to survive in low oxygen environments, so the uh, oxygen-rich environments would be very overwhelming to their sensory organs. His thick and leathery skin allowed for temporary survival in the vacuum of space, and in Legends, Plo Koon was one of the few Jedi to use electric judgment, or emerald lightning, which was essentially the Jedi equivalent to force lightning, and it was generally frowned upon by most members of the Order because they felt like it walked the line too closely to the dark side. Um, but Plo was able to balance that very well, and he also used a uh, yellow lightsaber in, in Legends, which is, which is pretty baller. Um, lastly, Dave Filoni and John Favreau used Plo Koon as a red herring to keep Luke Skywalker's cameo in Mandalorian Season 2 a secret, and uh, going as far as to drop like fake concept art and making fake renderings of him, uh, because... This is Plo Koon is actually Dave Filoni's favorite Jedi, and in turn, his favorite animal is a wolf, so that's why he made Plo's clones the wolf pack. But Dave figured it wouldn't be too far out, like far off base for people to assume that if it did get leaked, that Plo would be the Jedi coming in. And it's like, oh, Plo's Luke's, uh, Plo is Dave's favorite Jedi, so of course he'd incorporate him. But uh, I just thought that, that was interesting, and you can learn more about that uh, in the. Uh, on Disney Plus, they have a little behind-the-scenes docu series about the Mandalorian called Star Wars Gallery, um, and that's the second episode of the uh, the second season series. Um, it's pretty interesting, and I would highly recommend checking that out. But that's about all that I have uh, about Plo Koon. But this wouldn't be a proper episode if I didn't leave you with just a little bit more. More. So a lot of you out there, I'm sure, have uh, heard about the Wordle craze. So Wordle is essentially a daily word puzzle uh, that uh, essentially uses is going to use every single five-letter word in the English lexicon. And uh, so that's like 15,000-plus words. So we're going to get 15,000-plus puzzles. But there have um, been a lot of offshoots of this game where essentially you guess words and you get clues about the letter placements where either like you get that there are a certain letter isn't in the word at all or it is 
in uh, the word, but it's not in the specific placement that you had it. But there are many, many offshoots of this game, like Nerdle and uh, Quirtle and something that I'm rather interested in called Swirtle. It's S-W-O-R-L-D-E. So, uh, Swirtle. Oh, no, wait. Swirt. S-W-O-R-L-D-L-E. That's what it is. And uh, it's essentially Star Wars Wordle. And so it, it's five-letter Star Wars words, which is pretty dang hard. But a couple weeks ago, last week, last Monday, the word was Lando. And uh, a lot of people got that one. But I'm going to shout out my, my Bible study leaders, Mitchell and Daniel, because uh, they came to me and they were like, hey, man, do you know what Pando is? I was like, Pando? And they're like, yeah. I was like, no, I don't know. And they're like, how? We know something about Star Wars that you don't know because either one of them had tried Pando as, uh, as their guess and they had gotten most of the letters correct, but they hadn't quite gotten it right. And uh, they looked it up because apparently it was, it was an accepted word. And uh, I told them that I would, um, I would, I would shout them out, and I would do a little more about Pando. So Pando refers to both near and far Pando, which were connected by the Pando Spur, and they were both located within Hut space, which is essentially sectors of the galaxy that were controlled by the Hut clans. And near Pando was an emerging trade world, and far Pando was an agrarian world. That's it. I mean, that's all. There's not too much about them. They're both in Legends. They're not canon, necessarily. Uh, but I just thought that, that was a funny thing. And uh, shout out Mitchell and Daniel um, for uh, bringing that to my attention. So that's about all that I have for this episode. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram, at Twin Sun Talks. Subscribe to us on YouTube, Twin Sun Talks Podcast. Follow us on all streaming platforms by looking up Twin Sun Talks. And uh, yeah, make sure to follow us, download all of our episodes, listen to all of our episodes, share it with your friends. It's all very much appreciated. That being said, you've taken your first steps into a larger world. May the force be with you, and I will see you all in the next episode. Bye, friends.